handball out wide. Oh, Goddard did very well. Oh, yes, he did. Yes. Yes, he did. Oh, Parrish was good. McGrath and Parrish out. And then McGrath with a long, long, telling kick to fall forward. Stewart has been a star. Gives it across. And you know what? Begley has got them home, I reckon. I reckon he has. How good is this, Bomber fans? Ben Simmons. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having listened to Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, everyone. Uh, this is just Scott McNeese uh, by himself at the moment. Uh, Grant Hill has luckily gone to Vietnam with his beautiful wife. Uh, they're gone for 10 days. Um, so <laughs> this was me last night at the footy texting back and forth Grant all the details which I'm sure uh, he's excited about now because he got them during the middle of the night so uh, he has texted me and, and talked about how excited he was about the Bombers win uh, look I just wanted to, to do a, a, a small podcast this time because um, I just thought there was a lot of things in the game that uh, were worth discussing and I thought some of the podcasts we're going to do this year is a little bit more improv um, um, and a few right after the game's finished. So I thought, why not do one today? Because I'm sure everyone's talking about the game last night. So what did we make of it? So uh, it was such an important four points. Uh, so... Essendon uh, and Adelaide. Adelaide usually are our bogey team. I think we've won one of the last nine or ten against Adelaide. They're a team that's really always a professional outfit, run their lines really well, uh, set up really well. Um, they set up interesting last night. They had they set up with eight defenders last night, and uh, and even Eddie Betts was almost starting on the wing at the start of the game. So the coach was trying different things to sort of upset our balance and and in a small way it kind of worked but I thought we um as the game went on we kind of got better at that at their tactics and it was really our skill level that was and decision making that was probably causing us issues because we had plenty of the ball so look if we have a look at the basic stats um disposals between both sides were pretty much equal so uh, the clearances which Adelaide normally smashes on, to be honest, and this was always a concern at the stoppages and and, and clearances. Look, they did win at the end of the night, but they, they're only up by four on stoppages and they're only up by four at the centre bounces. Um, and I thought Bell Chambers did a tower of work last night. Uh, I, I was so impressed. If he, can, if he can continue that form, then it so much helps our midfield because he did his best to equalise, uh, I guess, a midfield, even with, without Zach Merritt for most of the game, as best as he could, and he put in a ton of work, and uh, I was really proud of him, actually, it was it was one of the best games I've seen him play, and he did as much as he could 
to even out the midfield struggle as best as he could. Because, I mean, they got Sloan and Gibbs and Crouch and, and they had, you know, they got some real good quality with Douglas as well. So we had our hands full. And, you know, there were some, some times when we had the setup of Parrish and McGrath. And, and, yeah, they did get bumped off the ball a little bit sometimes. But I thought our effort and our tackling, our pressure was sort of elite. And, and that's what kept us in the game. Um, we we're obviously making mistakes. Everyone could see that. But our actual spirit and our competitiveness was was brilliant. It was it was similar to the Geelong game. Actually, the whole game was similar similar to the Geelong game. Um, when you when you look at how how both played out, uh, look at we we did win the inside fifties. We won the contested possessions. We won the tackles. We won the hit outs. So there's a lot of things that were so positive about the game that I came away with so impressed. Now, I guess the skeptic and a, and a few Essendon fans are going to go, look, are we, are we just going to get so excited? We're going to sort of put a cover over the cracks that everyone saw. And no, let's let's talk about some of the things that didn't go well first. And look, the, I guess the good news is, is it was really real rusty. Um, I, I kind of felt like we we're always a little bit behind the the ball with when we had that week with the gastro and Richmond because that, that we kind of almost had a G, JLT game that we just didn't play like we, the whole team didn't feel right that week, um, and it just it was almost like a wasted week. But because it's only two JLT 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 games, and you really had a situation where we had kind of limited preparation. And I kind of felt like that's our skills and our decision-making were just obviously were lacking. Um, but I'll kind of cop that uh, because the positives so much outweighed the negatives in this game. And, and let's, let's talk about the positive. The one big positive for me, and, I, and you probably saw me tweet this out. Historically, I hope I got that word right, yes, uh, Essendon fans would know that when we come out in the first half and we're just kicking, turning the ball over, kicking it to opponents, we have a reputation, sadly, of continuing that continuing that form for the whole of the game. So it was rare to see a game like that where we're all frustrated. Uh, because you felt like we we're playing okay and we're getting to the ball and we're pressuring. I think now most of our frustration is that all that hard work, we just were not um, polished polished, and, and finishing off all that good work, which is such an easy turnovers that resulted in the Crows having goals. So to at three-quarter time, to mentally switch into a different gear and just limit all turnovers almost in that last quarter, play high-attacking footy and kick six goals to one, it was just an enormous effort because mentally is 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 has been an as, aspect of Essendon that has always been in question, and I just thought turning that around in the in the in the last quarter was a really significant step for these guys. So let's go through some of the some of the players that really performed. Actually, I'll go through one by one. Let's go through each player, and I'll give you where I thought they stood. Um, I'll go, I'm going to sort the AFL side here in front of me out by most possessions and I'll go down 
um, to each player. So we'll start off with David Saharakis, who got 35 um, possessions, four tackles. Look, really good start. Zaka has a history of, of starting years slowly, so I'm really happy that he's come out firing. Look, I have to say with Saharakis, it was, a, it was an unusual night for him as far as turning the ball over. Uh, and there was some aspects where he got really good clearances, but he was... His eyes were almost lowered to the ground and he would bomb the ball 50 metres and, and not even look up to notice that we actually didn't have any players in that area or we were one to three sort of out in those situations. So with round one, you're not really too concerned, but I'm sure he'll have some videotape this week of, of just addressing that. Just I guess just having a look at opportunities because he had, in many, many occasions, he had more space than I think he... Then he probably realised, um, and it happened a few times with a few other guys as well. So look, that's round one pressure, and that's perceived pressure, and Adelaide's good at that. So that will just improve as as the year goes on. So Zach is a pretty classy player by nature, so I'm not too concerned about that. But the fact is, he got the ball 35 times, so that's a really positive sign. Um, and if he can have a big year, it does help our midfield out tremendously. Dyson Heppel also with 35 possessions. Um, for me, the most important player on the ground. He saved our butts many times by cutting off off through halfback and, and through the midfield. He re- was reading the uh, flight of the player really well in this game. And for those who know my podcast, I think it was about two or three podcasts ago, where I said that uh, I felt Dyson Heppel was going to be the most improved player this year because of the lack of pre-seasons he's had. And he was definitely affected by, um, I guess, the lack of preparation last year. So to have a full pre-season, uh, it's a whole different... He's a completely different player. He's the player that we signed. He was he was the star that we know he is. So he did a, a just a, a ton of work rate. Now... I almost had this next person as best on ground, which is Brendan Goddard. And that was one of the best games he has played. He's, it was like a completely different skill level um, to, <laughs> to the rest of the team <laughs> with Brendan Goddard last night. He was so good. Um, he had just a real important veteran presence. He's, he, again, he was very influential in keeping us into the game and keeping us cool and just did so... I mean, some of his passing to the forwards was 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 exquisite. So I was so proud of him. I, look, I'm a very big fan of Brendan Goddard. I'm wrapped that he came to the club. I love how he's always stuck up for the club um, through those saga years, and he's always been vocal and and um, he's a kind of player I think I would like to play around. And I know he's always had his little knockers, but I. I think the way the players see him, he, his passion for the for the club and for and to win games, I would I'd rather have more than anything. Michael Hurley um, had twenty eight disposals. It was an indifferent game. Um, it's actually Hurley's had a bit of a similar start last year. He just didn't have touch um, in that first two or three quarters. He was getting in the right positions, so that's all you want because you know he's going to be much better for the run um so he was all in the right positions he did a lot right but he's just simple i guess skills 
and decision making were just a little bit down for the first three quarters but in that last quarter he turned into Michael Hurley uh, and he and he completely controlled that back line the whole quarter so um, I expect Michael Hurley will just go back to his regular Australian self from here on but um, oh, just a champion player uh, so not even concerned he, he, he'll, be, he'll be he'll be a star from here on so you come on to number one, Andrew McGrath, 26 disposals. And um, uh, that play earlier in the game where he somehow made up a heck of a lot of ground to make a spoil, followed up by pressuring the guy and not giving him a free, free kick away, getting the ball, getting off the handball, then getting the handball received back again, running the line and then drilling a 30-meter pass. What <laughs> I mean, that was right in front of me. I was sitting on that side of the ground, and I was just yelling out, you are a star, kid. You are a star. And he is. I mean, thank goodness we got the number one pick. Uh, if anything good has happened about us losing in 2016 is, is Andrew McGrath, because uh, oh, I could watch him all game. It's just all day. He's just an absolute star. So, look, funny enough... Um, sixth in our most possessions was Kyle Langford. And that's a great sight to see. I, I thought he had a really solid game. And there's no doubt two or three times he had perceived pressure and he, and he rushed his kicking a bit. Um, and this is what I want to talk about with Kyle Langford because I'm very vocal about this. Because I think the Darcy Parishes and a few others seem to have more opportunity to have continue, continuity in games to get rid of that perceived pressure and not panic as much and they get given time but I'm not quite sure why we're not giving this kid more time because I think there's something there and he he was he was great he was really solid so I, I would be shocked if if he's omitted next week there's a slight history of him getting omitted <laughs> the next week so I just I mean I just really really hope that the club can can support this kid because I think just continued games will make him calm, make him more relaxed, and I think he'll see the game well because when I watch him in the VFL, he's 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 a very very good player. Um, so Devin Smith, twenty three possessions, just <laughs> well, I mean, I know we're going through separately, but I'm I'm going to talk about three of the three the three new guys now. I might as well get them all covered off because they've had all had a huge impact. So you've got Devin Smith. He's pressure. He is quicker than I thought. I knew he was quick. But to see him live at the ground, I was like, oh, my goodness, you are really quick. Um, and his harassment, and I love his talking. He's almost got a bit of NBA trash talking. Um, I love it. It means he's an elite competitor. Um, he's finding the ball, and I just... It's just a, a massive find. It's just those three trades, we could look back as one of the most significant things that's ever happened to the club. Because let's talk about the next guy, Saad. I mean, Eddie Betts, zero goals. I mean, what more do you want? That's all you would want is Eddie Betts, zero goals. And we've only won the game by 12 points. So Saad is a, had a huge impact on the game. Now, you're, gonna, you're never going to see him in the top three votes because he didn't get the ball much. He only got 12 possessions himself. But I think sometimes when you have a role like that on one of the games, 
greatest small forwards of all time and you completely shut him out of the game. Sometimes I think <laughs> they deserve to be in a, in a vote um, because it's such it's such a significant part of your win. But Adam Saad, welcome to Essendon, mate. Just absolutely love your work. So Jakey Stringer. Jakey, Jakey, Jakey. <laughs> that is exactly what I was hoping for in his first game. Um, I had a feeling it wasn't going to totally, you know, be a four or five goal starring kind of performance, but um, he's 16 possessions, seven tackles. So he he led the side in tackles. Now, <laughs> that's probably rare in Bulldog land. So it's clearly a different mindset with us. And um, and he was brilliant. So uh, uh, I just couldn't have been happier with that first game performance because he did such power load. I mean, I love the first play of the game. There. There's the bounce of the ball. And he just bulldozes through two guys, gets the clearance for us, and, we, and we're going forward from Zaka. Um, that kind of set the whole tone for him. Um, he'll kick more goals now. He, he, so I think he'll get a lot of confidence from that game. Um, so oh, just wrapped, absolutely wrapped. Um, Darcy Parrish. Parrish had a pretty solid game, actually. Um, could have kicked a couple of goals, um, just to miss a few, but... Um, really good work work ethic. I thought he's tackling. He had actually he matched Stringer, so they led together. Um, Stringer and Parrish had seven tackles, so Parrish's work rate was was elite. So, and that's what you want from a kid. Um, he's still got some upper body strength to go, but he's well on his way. Um, just a few polishing on his polishing his kicks wouldn't go astray, but but look, there's no complaints for me. He he's just continually. Working into into a, a, a I guess a, an elite a, a midfield kind of role, so onwards and upwards for him. Uh, Stewart, three goals, sixteen possessions, seven marks, and four tackles. So I mean that's that's a that's that's actually really impressive stats. Um, he, he's he's a real find again. Another trade that we got in. Well, actually, it was. I think it ended up being like a pick seventy nine. Sorry, um, but basically a, a negotiated deal. Again, just we got we had to do nothing to get him, and now he's he's a very solid forward. Great build now. He's got solid arms. He's he's being a bit of a one grabber now. So he's he's a very very dangerous forward. Um, actually, it's a very, very dangerous forward line, and we'll talk about the rest of the forward line, I guess. So, Dano and Hooker, I mean, they're they're all working really, really well. Uh, that's what I, I'm really impressed with. Um, Joey, yeah, he was kind of like solid. He was like 15 disposals, two goals. Um, obviously, his kicking and, and some of his field kicking could have been a little bit better, but you get a lot with Joey, but you get a superstar as well. So, um, he's in, he was on one of the in best elite defenders in Talia, so I can't really complain. But Cal Hooker, <laughs> I mean, everyone's probably laughing at me now because here me, here's me doing all these debates about maybe Hooker should play back um, this this specific game. And look, I'm happy to, I'm always happy to say, hey, I I thought he should play back this game, um, but no, he was really critical. That's uh, I've got to be honest. He was critical in that second half, and he was a huge part of us winning that game. So, 
Wusha one Scott nil, and I'm very very happy about losing that one. So um, all credit to Kale. He, he he always feels like he knows he's getting pressure to maybe go back, and then he always he always lifts. <laughs> so I uh, look, I love it. I love Kale. Great Essendon man. Happy to be wrong. Um, I'm sure it'll be an ongoing debate, and uh, you know what? I'm probably always going to debate it sometimes when I see a, a matchup. Um, that I'm not sure we can cover, but but he definitely won this fight. So Conor McKenna, um, look, I won't say too much. Solid running the lines, um, some crucial plays actually towards the end where he was left isolated with uh, Adelaide defender, and he ended up making um, having Adelaide score a point instead of a goal when it really looked like they were just going to easily score a goal. So he had, he had some crucial plays and his one-on-one defending is actually getting a lot, lot better. So, and he had five tackles, so he, I can't complain. Uh, with, with Waller, um, Tiffin Woody, what can you say? If there's ever the word perceived pressure, <laughs> he's the, he's the example of it. He, again, he's like he's the kind of guy you look at his stats and go, oh yeah, fourteen possessions, five tackles. You know, he hasn't kicked a goal, and you go, you 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 would swear you'd look at those stats and go, oh, he was okay, but not really that good. But seeing it live and seeing the game, stats mean absolutely nothing because what he did was rush a whole lot of Adelaide Crows players into making turnovers and mistakes that we ended up getting possession on. And that last quarter, he was fantastic. Um, he really involved himself into the game and, and had a major influence in us winning the game. Um, all credit to Mitch Brown. Um, look, I thought he was struggling at the start. Um, there's no doubt he was getting goals kicked against him, but it's, he actually fought out the game really well and never dropped his head and and I actually felt sorry for Mitch Brown because he hadn't played any JLT games and didn't even play the VFL game. Um, so he had no lead-up at, at all, which is part of my surprise that he got selected, really just on the fact that that he hadn't had any game time. Um, so if you consider all that, he's actually done pretty well. Um, and it would definitely be read better for the run. Uh, Matty Day looked just okay. Um his opponent didn't do much, so you've got to say he's, he's done okay. But um, uh, sort of without, not really spectacular, but serviceable, you would say. A little bit with Josh Green as well. Um, kick two goals. Um, always always a nuisance to the opposition. Uh, he, he's never going to be a huge disposable getter, but he, he does have this knack of just scoring a crucial goal or just annoying an opponent and getting a free kick at a crucial time. So he's he's a fantastic depth player, almost 22, best 22 player. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him when Fantasia is ready to go. So that would be a very interesting decision. Um, maybe maybe the next guy, Josh Begley, is the fallout for that. Be- look, Begley's had a quiet one, but <laughs> I thought he was almost going to kick two goals at the end there. Uh, but obviously the most crucial goal of the game. So um, and uh, very very good bounce for him. I'm sure he's happy about that. But um, look, great for the run. It's a little bit in the Langford camp. I just I don't mind a guy like Begley. Just give him give him some games because there's the talents there, and he's just got to actually get just get used to AFL. Because we forget how young these these guys are, 
uh, and how you know they're playing under ten games. So uh, there's he's, they've got so much to learn about the game. So I'm more than happy to to keep playing the guys. Uh, Michael Hartley, really fantastic game, and 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 I've been one that's been a critic. Uh, we all know that, <laughs> um, and that's Molly. Just more when the ball hits the ground, he's punching. He saves us a lot of the time on on just punching the ball from his. his it must be very hard f- to be a forward on Michael Hartley because he just somehow gets a fist on everything. So, but I thought that was one of his better games. Actually, I thought he was fantastic. Um, Tom Bell Chambers. Now it's funny. Tom Bell Chambers is second last on disposals, and you'd go, "Oh no," but he had a huge influence on this game. Um, I thought, yeah, Tommy was fantastic. Thirty-three hitouts. Um, like I said before, just just a huge influence over the game, and playing on one of the best ruckmen in the AFL too. Um, so, all credit to him. Onwards and upwards for for Big Belly. And look, Zach Merritt, um, obviously, we all know um, what had happened. Um, Douglas has been reported for one week. Uh, I looked at the slow-mo today. I, originally, when I saw it last night, I went, oh, no, that, that doesn't look reportable. But he's definitely now contacted the head. There was a, there was a, a different piece of vision, and there, there was definitely contact to the head. So I think that's fair enough, the one week. Um because you, you, that's what the risk is. If you if you want to bump, you can't hit the head, and especially when you're concussed. When the players concussed and, and they can't play the last two and a half quarters, then that's the punishment. So, look, it was just such a great win. Um, it was a great way to start the year. We go off to Fremantle, I think, next Saturday about eight pm um, for all the eastern suburb. Uh, sorry, eastern states time frame. Um, big game, very, very hard team to beat over there, Frio. Um, so it would be interesting to see what happens and who's ready. And um, the VFL guys got guys got a, a solid win over Werribee today, I think by about 30 or 40 points. Um, but I didn't sound like Francis or a few other, Francis or a few other guys actually played because I just haven't heard anything about them as far as in the game. I couldn't make it today, so... I'll be interested to see sort of who played and, and how everyone went. So kind of hoping for the the club to give out a, a match report on that because there is some talent there, you know, with the Ridleys and Francis and a few other guys that are sort of just coming back. So it's a five for spots would be um, pretty pretty intense, as you would say. So can't believe I can I actually managed to do this by myself by the way and as I've, I've almost gone for half an hour so fantastic win um, wrapped for the side uh, just just can't express how happy I am that the guys mentally could change a different gear and completely change the way they play and, and end up playing really good footy and the crowd was awesome the cr- that that atmosphere there's something about Essendon when they are in a comeback. Um, that just for Essendon fans can either be very, very quiet or very, very loud. Um, it's rarely there's anything in between. And and when we're coming back and the crowd gets into it at Etihad, it is an awesome atmosphere to be there. 
So, I mean, I was going nuts. So, if anyone saw me in my seats, excuse me, but I I love it when my side digs in and, and has resilience and comes back and beats a very, very good side. Um, even even with their injuries, I mean, there's some so, so many good players out there for the Crows. So, really, really good start to the year. Still a lot of growing, um, a, a lot of things to... to I guess get better at but hey we needed that four points when you have games that you're either slightly non-favorites or or 50 50 uh, and you win it it's a really big four points because they they end up really important at the end, end of the year so can't be happy more happier um hopefully we'll do another podcast soon thanks for all the f- f- kind comments about the xavier campbell podcast um hopefully we can get some good guests on soon but this has been the scott mcneese <laughs> one man show uh i hope it sounds okay and thanks so much guys and go bombers for this week against frio catch up.